Oh, there it goes. Everybody look up and watch out. It's Keep Up with Sylvan Sane and the rest of the Keep Up crew. I'm here with the with my comrades and cohorts. I got my man Pokemon Stoner. I got my engineers John and Neil. And I got our very special guests as we do always every week. Well, we try at least. Let's get into some motherfucking shout out. Not up in here! It's time for some motherfucking shout outs. All right. Here we go. We got some shout outs. And we got a really good one. We got a tasty one. We got a veggie, veggie mite. Um, Janae Milton, my good friend from the AIM days. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about how fucking old, at least I am. I don't know about her. She's looking young. She's looking young over there. <laughs> I like the hairdo, man. That's a, that's a great color. It's a great Thank color. Thank you. Thank you. I try to do a little bit, you know. You do. You do. You try, you try and you succeed. It's great. It's great. So tell us who you're shouting out this week. Um, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to my boy, the garden chef, Chef James. He's a vegan meal prep. Um, the food is bomb. He got me eating vegan. I'm a, I'm not a big fan of vegan food, but it's good. It's good. So shout out to him. You can find him on IG at garden chef underscore James. Yes. And, um, I'm in a vegan piggyback on that. And, uh, <laughs> right. You put some little veggie bacon on that. Uh, I have actually, I've never tasted the food, but I've tasted it vicariously. Like I've licked the screen whenever I've looked at uh, Janae's uh, uh, Instagram story. I've done that on various occasions, but usually when the vegan chef is there too, I'm just like, mm, that looks so tasty. <laughs> so I can vouch for that too. I can vouch for that too digitally that that food looks scrumptious. All right. So let's get into. Dun, dun, dun. What the fuck happened? All right. Goodness gracious. So uh, half of the country thinks that we have a president and half of the other part of the country thinks that we don't, or at least thinks that we have the same one. (laughs) There was no blue wave. There was no red wave. It was just a lot of mediocrity. Actually, not even that, just a lot of mediocrity. There were 71 million people that voted for Donald J. Trump, and there were 74 million people that voted for Biden. And there's still, and actually, while we're recording right now, there, there's a lot of rustling going on. Um, and while we're recording right now, there's still states that are count- counting. I believe uh, Arizona, I believe uh, Pennsylvania here already took, actually, let's get into Arizona. Arizona, they tried to call uh, early, AP and Fox News, and they still stand by that, even though there's only 20,000 votes between them. So I get that part. I get why people are. Like, you know, kind of upset about that. But it's kind of the norm, to be honest. Like, <laughs> like uh, TV stations have been doing that forever, especially Fox. It's hilarious that people are getting, now they're getting mad at them now. Like, they've done that forever. They, like, they've called things early all the time. And especially, like, um, in, like, you know, people would think it would be in a biased way because, like, they would obviously be more in touch with the Republican data. And, and I'm not even giving an excuse to Fox News, but I'm just, in that regard, that does, that makes sense. So it's hilarious that Trump, who I I believe, I don't know about everybody else, lost the election. According to his Twitter, you wouldn't know that. The motherfucker is going off and saying, I won by a lot. Oh, so to Harry, tell us the states that are still in, um, that are still counting. And um, there's also a recount in Georgia. I know that. Go ahead. So the two states that are still counting, well, the two red states that are still counting are North Carolina and Alexa, Alexa, Alexa. Alaska. And uh, Georgia, which is blue at the moment, is also still. That's coming. right. That's right. Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams. So uh, let me just uh, is there before I get into more, I want to get into the Florida resident, the Florida, Florida native born uh, Janae Milton. 
that is our special guest. That is our special guest. We will get into the brand of Janae um, later in the what the fuck did I say portion. But for now, we're going to ask your opinion on the political scope, the, the election. You don't have to tell us who you voted for. You can if you want. It doesn't matter. We don't get into like, you know, we. I voted for Biden. I don't care. I'll put myself out there. But I don't like the motherfucker. I like Bernie. Um, I don't even like Kamala, to be honest. Um, but I but I appreciate the symbolism. I saw your post on Facebook. I totally relate to that. Totally relate to that. You can you can expand on that um, when you're talking. My bad. <laughs> but um, yeah, Kamala, I've, I've talked about it on the show before. I didn't appreciate her prosecute, uh, prosecutor record, her attorney general record. But whatever, man, she's young. She, she, we were, it were, there's a lot of politicians before her that were able to evolve and progress and be able to, uh, to become better politicians. And, uh, and, I, and I also appreciate the symbolism of black female woman in South Asian descent, all those good things. I hate to be a broken record, but that means a lot. And those graphics of like VPs being all white. And I believe there was one that was from, that was a Native American. I didn't even know that recently. They, um, somebody just told me um, that somebody had Native American blood. He was a 31st president, um, 31st uh, vice president. Harry, could you look that up real quick? The 31st vice president. And because uh, I was looking at a, a graphic and it showed like a bunch of white guys. And there was one that was like kind of tinted. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so like I had to look. I'm like, hold up. Who was VP 31? I'm like, <laughs> Charles yeah, he, he was, Yes. Yes. So I, I believe, yeah. It, it, yeah. I believe he wasn't fully white. So there you go. That wasn't the first. But as far as her credentials, she's the first all across the board. Janae, hit us. Well, you know, politics aren't really my thing, but I definitely have been involved a lot lately because I'm an adult now and I can't use that excuse anymore of, I don't get I like it that. because I'm, I'm a an kid. adult now. <laughs> <laughs> word, yeah, word. so um, some states are still counting, but you know, yesterday we got the big news that history was made. Um, definitely right. making strides um, in a lot of different categories. Uh, I really don't care. I did vote for Biden and Harris um, for sure because obvious reasons, but not so obvious reasons. Just like my understanding of like the the year that not even the year the last four years that we've had under the last. Uh, president it just was a lot and i'm i'm just ready to usher in some type of change is it going to change overnight is it going to be all peaches and cream i'm sure not um but i'm looking for something different so for something different there had to be a change um with that being said um super super proud of miss harris and being this this uh this change. They say, be the change you want to see, right? And representation matters. That's one of the Absolutely. main reasons why I'm just like, yes, one for the win. Shout out to, she's an HBCU grad as well. That's right. That's right. Spellman, right? Spellman? Uh, Howard. Oh, Howard. Oh, even, Stacey, even better. Stacey Abrams is Spellman. That's right. I got to mix up. Another HBCU. <laughs> That's right. And 800,000 800, people she re-registered after Kemp unregistered only black people, by the way, the night before the midnight before the election. And he was the state attorney. No, he was a secretary of state of the board of elections while he was running for governor. And then she re-registered them in a four year span, 800,000, 53,000 in the last year, 53,000 in the last year. And she's, she's pretty much the reason why that state turned blue, but continue my bad. True definition of black girl magic for real. Hell yeah. She's fantastic. For real. 
She didn't even go back to office. She just said, "Yo, let me go get these votes. Like, let me go get these votes back." That's crazy. Right, right. Um. So yeah. Uh, Representation and, matters. Representation definitely matters. Um. But yeah, again, definitely, and being from Florida, it's it's very important for me to see other places kind of band together and do what needed to be done because it wasn't going to happen here. Um, but, no. no. <laughs> it never does. No, no, it won't. But, Florida will be red for a very long time. <laughs> you know, and it's just something that we've come to terms with other than the places that really matter. I, I'm like cracking up every time I see these memes that are pointing out like Tampa, Orlando, Miami. It's like, these are the only places in Florida that matter. I didn't know about Tampa. I didn't know Tampa was so liberal. I, I That just that just dawned on me recently. So I'm actually from Sarasota, right? But anybody uh-huh. that has ever met me, when they first meet me, they're like, oh, where are you from? Tampa. I, oh, I'm shit, like, man, I'm, quick. I'm to say I'm from Tampa. Um, but it's just like, a liberating place like Sarasota. I'm from Tampa. <laughs> oh, your role. I'm from Tampa. Tampa. Biden beat Trump twice. Twice. Not only as president, but as the oldest president elected. That's true. There's a lot of firsts. There's a lot of firsts. He, he has the first rescue dogs in the White House now. There's the first doctor in the White House, and that is Jill Biden. She's. Oh no, she's not a doctor. Sorry. Yes, yeah, she is. She is. She is. I'm sorry. She is a doctor. But not like a medical doctor. She's a teacher, I believe. But um, she she has a PhD. So that's the first PhD, the first doctor in the White House, first rescue dog. Like you said, oldest. I don't think that's great, but whatever. Septuagenarian, but I, but we don't want to be ageist here. Um, let's talk about real quick. I know you got, you're got not into politics. Uh, what do you think about the progressive movement? What do you think about Bernie, AOC, the squad? Uh, do you feel like they were treated fairly? Do you feel because um, they they helped? They definitely helped uh, the Latin vote, <sighs> Latin people, black people, all the women. They all came out for Trump, man. They they came in better numbers than they came out in 2016, all across the board, except for white men. White men were the ones that abandoned him. That what that killed. That was hilarious. Yeah, the educated white men were the ones, and even uneducated white men went down, went down. But the rest went up 40 i don't remember what what it was this year but 40 percent of women voted last time for trump so if it went up for 40 percent, that's a fucking disgrace <laughs> that's a fucking that's a fucking disgrace and it just shows you that um and i don't believe that like people per se same thing with a lot of us i'm sure a lot of us like our first candidate wasn't biden in the starting from 2017 it wasn't mine at all but um same thing on the gop side and I'm not a Democrat. I, I try not to be. I just I vote a lot for them because they, they carry the agendas that I like. Um, I voted one time for a Republican. I've said this before. He was a libertarian. That's Larry Sharp for governor. I, I couldn't vote for Cuomo anymore. That motherfucker sucks. And then and then they they, they voted uh, they voted heroin and crack and, and fucking all types of shit, cocaine, legal in Oregon. And then you got fucking Cuomo's bum ass saying, oh, yeah, like for like the fourth time, four, four years in a row saying that he'll... He'll uh, fucking uh, recreationalize marijuana, and it hasn't happened. Hasn't happened. That, so it's not. That's not the reason why I didn't vote for him, though. Go they ahead, decriminalized Eric. drugs. They didn't make them legal. They just because they, they're trying to help people. Because you know people get no. I hear you. I hear you. That's the that's the next step, though, bro. But I hear you. I hear you. Because weed actually is decriminalized in New York too, and in Philadelphia, yeah. Um, yeah so they don't. Why so they don't waste money arresting you. Yeah, we should say it again. But it is federally what. 
We need to legalize it here already. We do, but I, like I said, Cuomo has threatened for years, and he he just always empty promises. And I know he's not solely responsible for it. There's a general council, there's an uh, assembly, there's all types of chambers, Congress, uh, all types of shit, checks and balances in states, just like they have in the federal. But anyway, anyway, um, what, uh, where, where do you, yeah, Janae, where do you stand on uh, weed uh, uh, legalization? Uh, doesn't have to be personal. It could be just like where you stand on it uh, as far as like a law. And now uh, how do you, yeah. How do you feel about the war on drugs? Like pretty much drugs want just won the war on drugs. Drugs, drug, drugs is winning <laughs> like by a lot. So it's crazy because I'm actually um my regular job outside of being an influencer is I'm a substance abuse therapist. Go figure. Oh, and above so, the influence. Ah, nice. For me, <laughs> <laughs> and this is so funny because I always have this conversation and dialogue with Go that my- shirt, girl. You plug it up, man. Plug it up. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I always have this dialogue with my coworkers about the fact that I do believe that there is a such thing as recreational drug use. Um, it's addiction real for sure. Uh, is it a problem? Is it something that sometimes people do need a lot of help with? Yeah, but that's not always the case. So when it comes to weed i honestly i don't feel like weed is a drug number one um so legalizing it i'm all for that like i think that we should because there's so many people that are um criminalized because of it and it's just kind of like come on i'm i'm a big fan of the dispensaries i'm a big fan of them kind of ushering in this new idea of having marijuana as a social norm like come on i need everybody to just go ahead and get on board so we can move into a new era <laughs> yeah yeah no totally agree I've, I've been wanting to i've been wanting to legalize federally new york doesn't matter okay actually i would regular like like you just said i don't know if you particularly said that but i would decriminalize all of it all of it just like portugal just like um parts of amsterdam uh there's a lot of countries actually it's not just mo- most of the countries it's mostly us that are really strict with it and Southeast Asia and like Australia, but most other countries, they don't give a fuck <laughs> the other country. Oh, maybe like Africa, maybe like Africa, uh, most of the countries in Africa. Um, that's all I can think of that are like really that strict. I would never, ever step foot in Southeast, Southeast Asia or Australia with drugs. Like ever, ever. They, don't, <laughs> they don't play. They don't fucking play. But, I mean, um, it makes so much money. Like people like that. Yeah. That that is just a whole nother cash cow. Like, come on, people get with the times. Yeah, we already uh, feed off addictions with casino gambling, with us uh, sugar, beer, fat, alcohol. I mean, I said beer, alcohol. Like mm-hmm. all these things are addictive. All these salt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Facts. All these things. Yeah, we put Facts. sodium and fucking everything MSG. Everything. Yeah, dude. So that like, you know what I'm saying? So we pick our poison and and I'm not saying like everybody like go drink some alcohol water and shit like that or like go drink some uh, go eat some fucking sea moss with some fucking Dr. Sebi. <laughs> <laughs> but I am saying I am saying like, dude, these th- the, all these things that you're already ingesting, all these things that you're already putting in your fucking body are way worse than what Oregon just fucking passed and legalized. Thanks. So chill the fuck out. Chill the fuck out. All Smoke right, cool. So let's not yeah, right? <laughs> Take that motherfucking L. Right. Anyway. 
yeah, so congratulations to, to, to end this, to, to move on. Uh, congratulations to uh, crime dog, uh, uh, crime bill Joe Biden. <laughs> we got to keep this motherfucking check because he was not a good candidate. Let's make that very clear. Kamala Harris, uh, better than him, better than him. But Biden sucked. Biden was terrible. I was so mad. I was like, this, we're going to lose. I was like, <laughs> as soon as they, they picked him, I was like, we are definitely going to lose. But I was, I, he he basically is the Republican version of the, the Democrats. So he had to go get those votes. That's actually how Obama got voted in. He couldn't get voted in if he just relied on all our metro areas and shit like that. He needed the Indianas. He needed the Pennsylvanias. And, he, and even though Pennsylvania's on the East Coast, that basically is the fucking South of Pennsylvania, <laughs> other than like Philadelphia, which saved our ass too, even though he's suing them. He's suing like fucking everybody. But yeah, even though Trump won't concede, congratulations to Kamala Harris, to uh, Joe Biden once again. Uh, yeah, 20, 20, uh, 20 has a new president starting January 20th. So what do we call her husband now since uh, he's not the second lady? He's the second man. He's not the second man. There's only one man, right? Wouldn't he be like the first lad or something like that? I don't even know. I've never even thought. Of, I've never even thought what to call um, right? the fucking vice president. So I don't even. I ne- I never even thought what to call their wives. So like, so second you're, lady. you're there's second lady. That, so look it up. What is it called? What is it called? There is no name. Oh, there is no. So we're making history. We're making history. So he's the first. Way around. So Kamala's first husband yeah. is, is the trailblazer. So out of all this, Kamala Harris is the one that's making history. <laughs> Kamala Harris' husband. I mean, fuck everybody else. Kamala Harris's husband. He's taking all the praise. <laughs> he's taking. You know, before we end on that, I, I saw a meme, and it was really, it was shameful to be honest, in my opinion. Uh, especially being a biracial motherfucker, like what the hell? When people call like interracial shit like treason or like freaking uh, what? Exactly. No, so we need a mixed one of my melanin. right. So one of and and she is a darker variety person. This woman, um, her name is uh, Jasmine, and I say she's a woman now, even though when I knew her, she was a child. But I believe she's like in her mid twenties now, and she's still very. Uh, there's nothing wrong with being pro black. I love pro black. And there's nothing wrong with being aggressively anything, but I'm just giving you a description. She's aggressively black. (laughs) Like there's something broken there. Like there's something that happened to her where like she just like it's not like Issa Rae. Like I'm voting for everything black. I'm rooting for everything black. It's like it's like like she has like a vendetta or something like that. There's like a difference. So even with the meme, she goes, "Um, you call this person a sellout, uh, Trump." And he was like with other black people. And then they showed a picture of Kamala with her family, with her whole, just her family, just her husband. And like, I guess her white looking kids. Um, I never really saw them. No, I saw them and they do. They don't look like her pretty much. <laughs> they look like more like him, but that's okay. Whatever. We all come out different. I'm, I'm, nobody really, everybody thinks I'm Puerto Rican and shit like that. I've like, <laughs> <laughs> gone Dominican one time. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. That's what I said. I'm like, <laughs> But anyway, so she called Kamala the, her- the sellout. She's like, he's the sellout when this... I'm like, you're calling an interracial relationship a sellout? Like, damn, that's so fucked up. And so, yeah, we... Um, how do you feel about that before we get on, before we uh, launch out? You know, some people are just very, like you said, like aggressive as hell when it comes to their beliefs or whatever they want to call it. Like, I actually got a little bit attacked... Um, this week when I was, you know, and you're a mixed person too, right? You have like Latin descent in you too. Like you have a bunch going on. 
And so like people would come and say like, oh, same, like Kamala is a sellout. Um, not only she has this white husband, but also, you know, like, oh, do you know about her track record when she was prosecutor and like all this other stuff? And it's just kind of like at the end of the day, I don't think that someone doing their job, number one, is making them a sellout. Like if it's her job to be cracked down on criminals and, you know, do whatever, like you can't be mad at that lady for doing what she's supposed to do. Um, And then you can't help who you love. Like, come on, people. We are in 2020. We have so much um, to say in regards to being treated fair and being equal across the board. But then as soon as somebody, you know, interracially mixes, it's, it's a problem, you know. Now, personally, I love Black men. So mm-hmm. my personal preference is the Black men, no but I don't no down or shame or call yeah. other people. You like what you like. That's okay. You like what you like. You love what you love. You could change, but that right now you love Black men. That's here. That's you know what I'm saying? Like, all good. I just, I just never really understood that approach. Now, if it was her saying, I'm with this white man because he's better than black men or I'm with this white man because, okay, that's something different. But to say, this is my husband. I love him. This is my family. How is that making her sell out? I don't I understand. Believe, I can't believe people even have to analyze this or, or like explain this. It's, it makes no fucking sense. It, it is sense. a conversation that a lot of people are having, though, which is crazy to me in 2020. But well, then again, nothing really surprises me in 2020. So I don't know why that does. <laughs> like you said, as far as like her just being a prosecutor, a lot of people said that about Obama, too. Like, how come he didn't have black policies? How come he didn't? Do, I was like, I didn't know that's what he was voted in for. I like I, I like, for instance, if you got into politics and you were voted in. And somebody said, and somebody said the same thing t- about you. It was like, how come Janae is not helping out the black community? Blah blah blah. Because Janae got voted in by the whole fucking state, or like wherever her constituency, wherever her district was, whatever she ran for, she didn't just fucking say, "Yo, I'm going to be the leader of black people." No, right. welcome to fucking America. We only take we only take up twelve percent of the fucking country. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And fourteen percent on a good day. You know what I'm saying? Like. So you're going to be like picky on like who you're going to govern? No, you can't do that. That just doesn't work that way. We don't even have the bigger percent. We don't even have the second biggest percentage. What like if anybody wants to start like ruling other people's Latinos, they got like 30 33% of the population now. And they're only getting bigger. That's why a lot of Republicans are afraid of like borders and shit like that because they don't want to be the minority. They don't want to be the minority and they're getting close to being that. And it ain't going to be black people because they never let black people in anyway. They call them d- fucking shithole countries. Fucking Trump dubs it as Muslim ban, but most of them were African countries. Most of them were fucking African countries. Yes, there were some Middle Eastern countries, but Sudan, places like that. Fucking you can't you, you can't travel and show they have travel bans because right. like I said, he dubs it as Muslim. But again, no, it was for brown people. It wasn't just for Muslims. You don't like right. brown people. Right. But anyway, we don't have to talk about that motherfucker anymore. That fucking tang colored turd. No more Trump news. Exactly. Fuck him. Hopefully this is the last episode about him. I doubt it. It won't be. Blue wave wave in our way out. What the fuck did I hear? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Uh, We got Binet, and she kind of sounds like Lord. That's like, uh, she's got that kind of vibe. I really dig her music, so her new single is called Happen to Me. And then um, I chose the song The Mecca by, um, it's a collaboration song with Styles P, Ghostface Killer, Remy Ma, uh, I don't know who I thought I was putting down their name, but uh, the next one is Dave East. Uh, actually, that's funny that we're mentioning Dave East because he's a part of what we're about to talk about. 
Um, 40-year-old version, version, we went over this during the pre-meeting, is a new Netflix movie that I actually have not seen yet. We thought Janae was going to review it, but she actually got it mixed up with Dr. Seuss penis, um, (laughs) fucking 40-year-old virgin. She got it it mixed up with, with Seth Rogen and Steve Carell. Not the same one. Not the same one. Actually, one of my favorite parts is you, you know, this is premeditated. You think this is by accident? <laughs> <laughs> Love that part. Oh, 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 so you, oh, so you want with the Kevin Hart? That was, that was one of the best right. parts too, right? Oh, man. So anyway, um, so th- that's on the soundtrack. So let's get down to Dave East. And this is not about Dave East, but this is about his stank ass ignorant reaction. And I love Dave East. I'm a big Dave East fan. Great musician. Um, he was actually at the Nas performance that I saw uh, recently. Oh, that's who it was. Nas. Nas is on this track. Not the spell mad. check. Yeah, not mad. I guess it was the spell check. The spell check uh, corrected Nas. Yes, Nas is on that track um, on the, uh, it's called the Mecca. So anyway, back to Dave East. It's actually about Little Nas X. So we didn't really celebrate Halloween on this uh, program. Uh, the election has been taken over. But uh, yes, Halloween happened and a lot of great outfits, especially celebrities. Celebrities love to make us look foolish. Celebrities be going mad hard, yo. Kim K. All, fuck all Heidi of them, Klum. man. Hi, yeah, fuck all of them, man. They're big ass fucking. Some of these outfits are like 50 grand, like 100 grand. And they be making us look like fucking peasants. Making us look <laughs> peasants. So, so I love Halloween. But sometimes I don't like look at our IG because I'd be like, damn. I can never afford that outfit. <laughs> and especially Little Nas's outfit. I don't think I don't even think if I'm a celebrity, I can afford that fucking outfit. God damn. This guy recreated forgot what video. Where is it from, Janae? Uh I, 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 I don't know why Base. I figured you would know. Is it from Superbase? So Nicki Minaj, he recreated one of her music video appearance looks. Purple hair, purple kind of it was kind of remembrance of, of course, little Kim. Uh, as much as I love uh, Nicki Minaj, she copies of a little Kim like all the time. And um, it was it was uh, symbolic of the 1999, I believe, VMAs, where we had the seashell titty. And that was a great outfit, by the way. Legendary. Leg- and to be honest, this outfit is legendary, too, even though it's a ripoff of Little Kim. Uh, what do we think, guys, about the reactions from Dave East? Of course, I think, uh, what's his name? There was another one that's always fucking making commentary. I think his name is uh, Yo Gotti or something like that. Is, that. is that him? Or maybe I'm, like, saying the wrong dude. Um, yeah, he always like he said something about Dwayne Wade and like saying that he was a pedophile because he let his son, um, Zaire, uh, become, uh, I think, a pansexual or some type of uh, non-binary uh, identification, which I'm all for, like, especially like with kids like committed suicide and shit like there's mad people committing suicide, like hurting themselves because they just can't be themselves. And well, like, who does that hurt? Like, I like whether you agree with uh non-binary trans, like whether, whether you agree with it or not, let, let people rock, let people live. Like, it's only hurting you, man. Like why let them hurt themselves? Trump, uh, thank God again, right. We mentioned him again, the administration, <laughs> we're going to have to though. Cause like that was four years of administration. So anyway, the administration banned trans from the military and not necessarily, they did not fund their surgery. They did not fund their health care. They have a different type of health care, just like women have a different health care. Men have a different health care. Trans has a different type of health care. So they ain't treating them right, man. They ain't treating them right. So how do you feel about this, guys? So I actually did not follow up on, like, 
all the reactions to. I did see the post. Um, Shay Room actually post, so I saw the outfit. Shay Room um, is consistent. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So I saw, it and I was just in the same thought, Vince. Like, damn, I know he spent a lot of money. In, Word in, up. <laughs> it was dope. It was dope. <laughs> Like initially, that was my first thought. Like, damn, that looks expensive. <laughs> but I just kind of, it, it's kind of sad, you know, like how they attack people all the time. So I try not follow behind that. Um, I know it happens, but I just, I'm one of those protect your peace, don't even look into it. Because oh, I already 50 know. 50 Cent, too. I forgot about 50 Cent. Oh, he was coming I'm out. Sure. He even called I'm out coming. Nikki. Come get your man. Keep going. My bad. I mean to interrupt. He comes at everybody. I'm not even surprised, but I like yeah. when he jokes, but that when he does that type of shit, I'm just like, dude, come on, man. Yeah, he goes hard to embarrass people and it's not cool. Um yeah, when you so get homophobic, actually, that's when the jokes end. That's when the jokes end. So y'all are about to teach me something because I really don't even know like what the reactions were. I know what mine was. Homophobic. And I'm sh- yeah. yeah. Just like all the, the rap industry a typical rap industry male misogyny. That's exactly what you don't even have to read them. They were disgusting. Yeah. yeah. They were disgusting. They were like calling him a Bati boy. That's what Davies called him. He called him a Bati boy. He and then uh Little Nas X said, You're a you called me a Bati boy, but you can't um he said something about like uh oh he said something about like his record because Davies doesn't sell any records. As a matter of fact, he got kicked off his record label recently because he couldn't sell enough records. Oh, and I'm a big Davies fan. I don't even want to be coming at him. I'm not even like trying to roast him. Same with Ice Cube, it like hurt my heart. When I was like kind of roasting him, because like he was coming at Cardi B, he was, and to be honest, he was getting played. He was getting played. Like I love the national. I love what his plan was. I love everything. But why would you let the Trump administration try to dub it as their own? Like why is that okay? And then on top of that, wh- again, when people were pressuring you, why did you have to throw Cardi B under the bus? Like why did you like oh a wop? No, that's not all she has to offer. She actually is the first rap artist, first female rap artist to get album of the year you have never had that ice cube and you're one of the best rap artists of all time you're one of the best writers of all time and that's never happened for you you know what i'm saying and you're not a real activist i love you ice cube you're not a real activist i get you i get and then on top of that we talked about it last week he admitted that he turned down the call with kamala harris because he was like i want to get shit done he was oh. like why did you they were like why did you turn there's like there's rumors that you turned down an opportunity to call kamala to, to talk to kamala harris about this and he goes, yeah, because I wanted to get shit done. I'm like, oh, so that's what I meant. Like, black men, I love, I love my black men, I love my black community. But sometimes they divvy away from the people that support them. Cardi B Thanks. is a huge fan of the black culture. This bitch does not, it's not getting rid of offset. <laughs> can't, you can't even get him off. And I'm not saying like she's like the biggest like proponent, but like she's trying. And again. I'm not the most educated person in the world, you know what I'm saying? But like, why? Why Ice Cube? Why do when we need unity? Why is that the time to be like, yes, Black America come together? Except for Cardi B, except for like women, pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm saying. Black men and men in general, like I said, they they whenever push comes to shove, especially with elections, which you just saw in the last three elections, we were more ready for a black man before we were for a white woman, <laughs> even a white woman. That's what I'm saying. Even a white woman sometimes become a minority to a black man. Sometimes not a lot. <laughs> no, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> but what I'm saying is like, even when it whittles all down to men will stick together, we'll stick Thanks. together in those instances. And yeah, man. And that's not, sometimes it's not the case enough on the women's side, unfortunately. 
And that's why, like I said, that's why you have these election results. That's why. But but on the flip side, we had a lot of uh, even though it was on the red side, we had a record amount of uh, women that got elected to, to Congress. Kudos to that. Kudos Max. to that. I voted for women. I was like, oh, there's a lady. I'm going to vote for her. <laughs> yeah, then they're like, oh, there's one section of voting. It was like, oh, choose eight people. And there's like only eight people. It's like, what's, what's the point of this? <laughs> and you know, it's so funny. People try to make you feel guilty about that, especially with Obama. They're like, why'd you vote for Obama? And I'm like, and I give them the reasons. But to be honest, after a while, I stopped. I was just like, you know what? I know the answer you're looking for. Yes, it was because he was black. I was like, yes, I was like, I'm not gonna lie, because I was about to vote for Hillary during the primary. And then he just started getting so good. I was just like, Dan, you're good. What the fuck is going on here? And then finally, I was just like this. Damn, I feel like Hillary's going to happen again. But Obama, when is, when is this going to happen? I was like, how is it? How is this ever going to Like an articulate black woman. I'm like, how is this ever going to happen again? Hawaii. Like all of it lined up. Like he looked like he was from Wall Street. He was a Columbia. I was like. No, this is this is like lightning in a. I was like, this can't ever happen again. This is like an anomaly. So when people do that now, when people like I said, Issa Rae, I'm I'm rooting for everything black. I don't find anything problem with that because like, how do you think we had 44, 43 straight white presidents? Exactly. They were picking it because they were just white. <laughs> there were some people that there were going down the president. ballot. One rumored yeah, gay president. Again? There was a rumored gay president. Yeah. Uh, that was which oh, one? He had no husband. He had no wife. Oh, who was it? I'm looking him up right now. You mentioned that with no fucking substance, man. <laughs> yeah, I definitely anyway. voted for Obama because he was black. <laughs> but anyway, back to so let's ask you a question. My bad about this, so we can segue out. Um, Little Nas X, what do you feel? How do you feel um, from a rating of one to ten? The misogyny and like the homophobia is in the rap game, even though he only came out two years ago. And Frank Ocean, like I think he's like bisexual or something like that. Um, even though that's not a lot of progress, in my opinion, my bad. I don't want to affect your opinion on this. Um, off the top of my head, that's only like two people in the game that are like outspokenly um, not heterosexual. Um, where do you think the progress is on a scale of one to ten, uh, where we are in the rap game, progress? especially here and all that? Uh, I would say maybe a three. And that's me being nice. (laughs) Right. Because it's, you know what, being honest, I don't, I don't see there, there being any progress there. Just when you think about hip hop in general, it's like, and I don't know how to say it other than they make it no room for gay. You know what I mean? Which sucks, but there's, they, they don't make it comfortable. They don't make it acceptable. They attack you when you do stand up and come out. And it's just. Right. And that's crazy. Those are his contemporaries. There are people in his industry. Like 50 Cent is one of the greatest recording artists of all time. This guy's sold millions of fucking records. Not Dave East. Um, Nas has. <laughs> Not Davies. Davies actually went like uh, corkscrew. I think he's I think he's gone cardboard before. I don't think he's ever gone platinum. He was good in uh, that um, uh, Wu Tang show. He played uh, Method Man. That's right. That's right. Oh, I didn't see that. Was actually hold up. That was those were actors in that. I thought like there was a Wu Tang. Uh, there was a. I saw the documentary. No, no, it wasn't documentary. There was a, there was a show on Hulu. That that is, actually is. Oh, I didn't know that was like fictionalized. Oh, that, the reason why I didn't yeah. watch it because I thought it was another doc. No, <laughs> I was it's like, not. 
It was definitely oh, fictionalized. Yeah. So it's like kind of like straight out of Compton, like a yeah. like a bio. Oh, yeah, I have to watch like, that now. I don't know if they're coming out with a second season for that show, but it's yeah, definitely you a review good show. that motherfucker. But it's all good. It came out like a couple years ago. No, it came out last year it was, while I was working at Brut. <laughs> it came out after the documentary, the one from Showtime. Okay. But anyway, yeah. So you you answered that question, Janae. Thank you. Um, yeah, that's sad. That's sad that like we can't um, that we can't have gay people in uh, rap, man. Like that's like one of the only genres that are still uh, whole, like are being uh, in barbaric times. It's <laughs> also weird because these people who are coming up that are gay whatever, listen to these you know current rappers now, like all these old school rappers. Maybe not yeah, all, of them, but still like a few of them. Like I'm pretty sure Little Nas definitely listened to um, Fifty Cent growing up. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, and that's that's what's so that's what's so disappointing. Like these guys um, have been in the game for a long time. Um, one of my favorite artists in reggae. Reggae is another uh, another uh, genre of music that's heavily, heavily, even more so, even more so uh, homophobic. Especially like I just said, the oh, that's what that that's what the comeback was. He was like, "I'm a Bati boy, but you can't even speak proper patois." I was like, "Oh shit, that's." That's true. Really, like he he did misapply it. He did misapply. It. He didn't even spell it right either. So uh, yeah. So back to reggae and Bati Boy. Um, Beanie Man. Beanie Man is one of my favorite artists, and I have a lot of uh, uh, reggae artists that I enjoy. But guilt. But but the guilt inside is just like damn. Like these motherfuckers really don't respect that community. And as a matter of fact, in Jamaica, it is outlawed. Lesbianism is fine, but men on men is illegal. Of course, that's crazy, right? People like, will say that um, lesbianism is not real, like gay, but that like woman on woman is acceptable. It's okay. It's not, you know, you can always get a man again, but man on man is like, oh, once you've done that, there's no turning back. You're gay, and that's bad. It's like it's a waste of sperm. It's like, a waste of sperm. Oh no! <laughs> you use that to make children. You know? <laughs> Uh, when it comes to like okay so obviously this is probably from me being um conditioned (laughs) but when i the last damn it it's been a long time since my relationship but when i was in a relationship and she and obviously this was a red alert i should have just broke up with her but when she started talking about seeing other people blah blah blah, she started introducing like women into it like blah 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 like i want to start seeing women and it wasn't even like in the threesome variety she mentioned it like a little bit but she would mention like just like going to mess around with other chicks and for some reason in my head like you just said that's like more soft core than like being with another guy like saying you're in like an open relationship for some reason guys most guys i'm not like trying to generalize but most heterosexual guys for some reason when they're open to that open relationship which i wasn't really at all was not open to it but let's say i was i was more open to it when she mentioned females why though i don't it's sex they're both getting each other up. They're both either rubbing the bean or they're sucking the bean. Like, I don't understand, like, why I thought. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that, like, there was a difference. No, you're, you're both coming. You both got serotonin getting drained at your back and shit like that. You're both fucking twisted out, putting dildos in places you shouldn't. Well, you should, actually. God damn. <laughs> so I just wanted a second on that. That's all. That's all today. We, we good on that? We good? We we all agree that reggae and rap need to get their fucking act together with homosexuality. What the fuck did I watch? <laughs> Why? Two weeks in a row. Last week was Sean Connery and an even more, to me, more of an icon than Sean Connery. 
we have Alex Trebek. Who is Alex Trebek at 80 years old? Again, you know, 80 years old is a long time, but like we just, for some reason, we thought this guy would lap us, man. And he even stayed on Jeopardy longer. He was going to retire when he first got diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer, which is usually we talked about in the pre-meeting, which is usually a death sentence. Jimmy Carter's family has gotten it. A bunch of people have gotten it and they pretty much have died right away. But Alex Trebek, oh yeah, and uh, what's his name? Al Roker just got prostate cancer recently. But anyway, back to Alex Trebek. When he was about to retire, on top of him having that diagnosis, he was like, you know, I'm losing touch. Like, I'm not like as, uh, you know, as with the times anymore. And I don't know if everybody knew this, but Alex Trebek had a very young son. He had a, he had like his son very late in life. And he stepped up and was like, hey, I'll help you out. Like, I'm, I'm pretty much with the times. And he credits his son all like he did. He credited his son all the time for giving him that second wind to be on Jeopardy, to be the host of Jeopardy. Because because uh, Pat Sajak actually retired recently. He retired like the last five years. Um, Vanna White is actually the the only host on that show now. I don't even think she does the fucking whiteboard anymore. She's like, ah, I don't need to do this anymore. The peasants, peasants fucking hit that whiteboard, bitch. <laughs> no, she she took over Pat Sajak's part. But rest in peace to, to Alice Trebek. Are you guys, I know your mom is a Jeopardy fan, Harry. There is no bigger fan than that one. <laughs> Are you guys fans of Jeopardy? I'm a fan of Alex Trebek. Nice. I saw he, he always had the quick comebacks. I remember there was this one episode where this girl was talking about a whole bunch of nerdy things, and he goes, so losers, basically. Oh, shit. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, Alex Trebek is mad cool. He's, like, one of the best hosts ever. What about you, Janae? Not a Jeopardy fan, but definitely watched it. Um, I don't think anybody can ever say they haven't seen at least one episode Everyone's of Jeopardy. Right, word, right. And I was just word. about to say, because growing up, it definitely was on at Nana's house. One of the most um, syndicated shows ever. Yeah, you're right. It's like hard to escape. Definitely have played like Jeopardy-based games and stuff. So I know True. who he is. Rest in peace to him for sure. Um, that's crazy. I was actually in the nail salon today and um, when it came on the news and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh my God. Let me let but this dry first. Let me let this dry first. Right, oh. right. <laughs> It's just like, and then just knowing like his fight and his struggle because it's something that was very public, you know? So it was yeah. just like, oh man, like sad, yeah. definitely sad. We said this before, he fought really hard. So we all right. like, for some reason we were just like, damn, this guy's a soldier. But your body, your body goes through a lot fighting that. And so right. like, even though he was really strong fighting that, his body probably just couldn't take it anymore. So big shout out to him, man. He's, he's the man. Alistair Beck will always be the man. Cutthroat City is with my man Shimei Moore, directed by the RZA. Um, it, it takes place in New Orleans during Katrina times. It's a graphic artist, not a uh, graphic artist. He is trying to make it in the game again uh, during Katrina in the Ninth Ward, which through the movie, I didn't even realize. I should have actually known this through like documentaries and shit like that. The Ninth Ward was the poorest, is still the poorest area in all of New Orleans, and it wasn't covered by FEMA. How the fuck does that make sense? I, I don't know. The complete accuracy of that, but I'm pretty sure I don't know why Rizzo would put that in the movie, but I'm pretty sure it made sure to make me to make me believe that FEMA did not cover the ninth ward of fucking uh, New Orleans. So that would make sense because there was a lot like Kanye West did not say what he said for no reason. Like New Orleans was like pretty much architecturally and they show, there's a lot of books on it, too, actually, that like the, the city was built to kill black people like it literally was built like a bowl. No, there's a lot of literature on it. The levees and shit like that. They, they, they like 
left them like half. Yeah, dude, the governor talked about it. The mayor, like they've talked about it for years. Louisiana, New Orleans in general was made to like pretty much like drown black people like that. Like they made it specifically. They are. I'm, I'm not, this is not even conspiracy. I hope, hope we're not thinking this is conspiracy. No, there is a lot of, there's a lot of documents on this that a lot of people built that place for, and like knew that like when the levies and the funding, there was a lot of things that attributed to that. That's why a lot of people were like putting the blame towards the government because they were just like, you let this happen. And I didn't just let this happen. Like you were intricate in it. So whatever. I don't want to like, get all, I don't want to get all Alice Jones out of here. Uh, anyway, Cutthroat City is a very good movie. They go because of all these elements. He can't really make it in the graphic art world. So he resorts to robbing casinos. And it escalates from there. And it's a very good movie. Uh, the Queen's Gambit. Janae said that she just started watching it. That stars uh, Anna Taylor-Joy. Um, she's from uh, Peaky Blinders. She's from New Mutants. She's from The Witch. Uh, what do you think about this show, Janae? Um, so I'm only on the first episode, actually. It's so funny. when um, A couple of people told me to check it out. And then when you sent me over the outline, I saw it on there and I was like, let me fucking at least start this show before I <laughs> get on the show. So, but so far, so good. Like, um, nice. I think it's a dope concept and a dope timeline. So I'm excited to see like how it's going to play all out, but seems like it's going to be good. And I've gotten pretty good reviews so far. Yeah. It takes place, I believe in Kentucky in the 1960s, I think 1960s, like, uh, I think like 66, I believe. And um, she is an orphan and she is in this orphanage and she starts to play chess with um, the janitor. And uh, she becomes like this big prodigy. And it's, a, it's episodic. It's a mini series. So I'm not even done with it. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like halfway. And it is very, very good. Very good. I would heavily recommend it. It's actually still the number one trending show on Netflix as we're recording this. Then we have The Wolf of Snow Hollow. That is uh, Jim Cummings. He directed uh, and wrote that movie. It uh, takes place in a small town in Utah. So it's like a mix of like, you know, I'm a big fan of Fargo. So it's like a mix of, uh, by the way, the new season's great with Chris Rock and Jason Schwartzman. I'm really enjoying it. Um, it takes place in Kansas City. But this one, like I said, takes place in Utah. And uh, a lot of, a lot of actually, there's a few highs in it too. So that's what I, mean. I watched it. Uh, Robert Forster, Harry got me that name before. Robert Forster, he's from Breaking Bad. This was actually his last movie he ever uh, filmed, and they actually paid tribute to him in the movie. But again, so this is a small town with a bunch of murders, and it involves a werewolf. So it's Fargo mixed in with werewolves. Very good. Very good. Interesting. Um, Larry Alder, he is a very famous Republic, black Republican. Um, he has always been a pundit, always... Uh, Starting, not starting trouble, but like, you know, being a part of that movement. It's okay. Uh, like Kamala Harris said, like a bunch of uh, politicians, black, oh, Stacey Abrams just said it a couple of days ago, black people, Latin people, we are not a monolith. That's okay. You can think whatever the fuck you want and be black. Go ahead, girl. Go ahead, dude. <laughs> Go ahead, uh, uh, Rachel Dozell. No, I'm joking. Uh, so Uncle Tom, Uncle Tom. So it is uh, basically... Uh, making a case for black conservatives. Like, why are we being persecuted? I'm not a black conservative, but if I was, why are we being persecuted? Why are we always being called coon? Woe was me, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> to me, um, it didn't really change my opinion at all. Like, I watched the whole thing. Um, I tried to watch it objectively. I actually respect Larry Elder. 
Um, I don't always, I definitely don't agree with a lot of things he says, but he does. Candace Owens is very prominent in it. She is a big figure in the conservative. Uh, she actually used to be a liberal, but then now she's all woke now, she thinks. And, um, and so she, uh, she believes. So the basis of the movie is basically Democrats um, are seizing on black people, using them as pawns um, as far as like Medi- uh, Medicare and social uh, services and shit like that. And Republicans um, have just never been able to sell their great vision of America to black America. And um, it's not their fault, but uh, <laughs> it's not the platform. It's not a shitty platform. It just is just that black people are like kind of uh, sheep pretty much. That's what they were like insinuating. Like they, 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 their, their eyes are not open to like what the Republican party can do for them. So what, um, so I have a question actually, uh, what, what are your feelings guys on the word uncle Tom? I know that comes from uncle Tom's cabin. I know that's basically another word for Kanye's word, um, house nigga and shit like that from like, uh, the movie Quentin Tarantino's movie was that uh Django Django. Okay. So what, 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 what is, uh, what emotions are invoked from the word uncle Tom? I mean, I always thought it was weird. Like, they always call people black people always go on the white side sellouts and stuff, but like how? You know? <laughs> like sometimes you gotta like defeat the system within. You know, you yeah. gotta start from somewhere. Like, oh, who cares that he's now hanging out with a bunch of white people? What else is he doing? Is he doing anything productive? Like that's all you gotta worry about. Is he doing anything helpful? I agree. But- totally agree. Good good analysis. Go ahead, Janae. Do you have any thoughts? Um, so here's my thing. When we hear Uncle Tom, um, Originally, that whole title was placed on the black man who was maybe excessively obedient and um, like run behind white people, serving the white people. Um, Now more so used as a insult to say you're a sellout, you know, type of thing. I see some folks using it out of character though they use it when they see someone trying to be progressive um they use it when they see someone trying to get it kind of like he just said trying to get ahead like mm-hmm. it's not even that too like if they sound educated it's like oh, right right like, totally agree yeah that's a big uh that's a big stereotype I, and boom there's a word i was looking for these days maybe back in the day it served its purpose and was legit like maybe there were people who were um in a negative tone you know and it was given backlash on the black community. But now I think it's more so used um, out of context. Like you call someone oh. Tom because they're trying to be progressive or they talk wider, they hang out with white people, or maybe they're just educated. Maybe yeah. they're just, you know, have different goals for themselves. And, and that looks like rubbing elbows with different people. You know what yeah. I mean? So. Do I use it? No. Have I heard it used out of context for sure? Do I think I I just wish people would leave people the fuck alone, honestly. (laughs) That's really all it comes down to. Like let people live their life and do what what they do. And it got nothing to do with you. Stop people's business. Well, I would have no show if I did that, so I'm not going to... Me either. Me either. I'm not going to stop. So uh, before we move on to the the, uh, the next, the last movie, Kajillionaire, um, Uncle Tom, yes, I have used it. I don't... I do. I try not to use it too much, just like the N-word. I try not... Like, I just use it when I... Like, whenever it's so... I feel it's appropriate, discretionary, react... Uh, 
leisure time or during freaking educate. Yeah. Educational time, blah, blah, blah. But it's for me, same thing with the word faggot. When I say fag or faggot or something like that, which again, I should use that way less too. I don't, I mean like a fairy. I don't mean like someone that's gay. Again, I was trying, I was saying before, again, that's why I should stop saying it because then I feed people that actually are homophobic fucking ammo and shit like that. It's one of the, re- and the same thing with the N word, all those things, B word, all those things. Like I say that for fun and I'm not going to stop, but I always try to curb myself in front of certain people because I know, again, it, it fuels them. They're just like, really? Oh, just like the president, just like the president. There was a lot of people in the shadows. But once they saw that their president talks the same way they do, they're just like, oh, shit. <laughs> yes, I'm out the woodwork. I can come out in the open. I can go to the beach now. Uh, <laughs> but with me, I, with the word Uncle Tom, I don't think conservative, to be honest. Are there a lot of them in the conservative party? Yeah. But like, I don't think conservative. I don't think I don't I don't judge it by the way you vote. I don't judge it by the way that you have philosophies in life. I judge it as a real sellout like you in order to get ahead, you would step on the necks of blacks. That is a sellout to me. That is an Uncle Tom to me. Not someone that's well-educated. Not someone that's like Bill Cosby before the raping. Not someone (laughs) that is like L.O. Cool J that gets like commercial dollars for being a rapper. They called him a sellout for that. There's all types of sellouts. They didn't necessarily call him Uncle Tom. Uncle Ruckus, which was in the movie, by the way. That is a sellout. That is someone that is obsessed with pleasing white people. And it doesn't matter how much he brings down his own race, which again is kind of unfair because like I said, Obama, he had Cornell West, he had all types of black people, Candace Owens coming at his throat saying, what did you do for black people? But again, that's something that black people always have to deal with. They always have to, what are we doing? Why? Why? There's no other community that does that. That just goes, you have to do for me every single time. You know what I'm saying? So, so Uncle Tom, it touched on a lot of those things. And uh, Larry Elder is the one that like really uh, stood out to me as far as the producers, because like I said, in the pre-meeting, the other two producers were white. And to me, that's selling out too. like you couldn't even you couldn't even get black producers like black producers like yourselves, like conservative. And you know what I'm saying? Like there's there's no there's no conservative black filmmakers. You know what I'm saying? Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> anyway, the last movie, Kajillionaire, which I think is act, which I'm predicting to be in the Oscar shortlist as far as acting is concerned. We got Richard Jenkins, we got um, Deborah Winger, um, old time actress, and we also have Evan Rachel Woods, who's also been in The Wrestler. She's been in Westworld. She's a great actress. Thirteen. She's an amazing actress. I think she's going to get nominated for this. She's really recluse. It's about a family that's off the grid. They um, they basically scrounge and con their way to all their money to like to be able to pay bills. They don't do any work. They just try to feed people or try to do schemes in order to get day day by day. And their daughter is 26 years old. And so she's still in the habit of doing these things. And they pretty much use her at this point. They're not even really that's not really their daughter at this point. Like it's just ba- like basically their partner. Her name Yikes. is actually her name is actually old Dolio. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how weird they are. Like, they named her Old Dolio. And they actually cross paths with Gina Rodriguez. And Gina Rodriguez gets mixed in their scheme. And it's a really good movie. So let's move on to the last part of this show. It is to 
we're gonna uh, we're gonna segue with a cliche. Actually, that's why this is called now. Before it was what the fuck did I say? And there was actually no reason why I was called that. It was just because like we were just trying to what the fuck our way out of this shit. It is evolved <laughs> into introducing our guests, our brands of the guests, so we get to hear it. And not to say that you're a horse at all, uh, Janae, but we get to hear it from the motherfucking horse's mouth. We'll call you a gelding. <laughs> we'll call you My Little Pony. We'll, straight from the pony's mouth. Oh, Baba, you're so fine. You're so fine. What the fuck did I say? Like I said, let's get into the interview portion with Janae. Get my hand, get my handy dandy notebook. All right. All right. Give it to me. me I'd like to be referred to as a unicorn. Let's say a unicorn. Oh, instead. unicorn. I like that. That's way better than a pony or a gelding. You got a monocle there? Right, a little. I was going to say a little fake monocle. I was watching uh, the Umbrella Academy. Here we go. <laughs> All right, so Nay the Brands. That yes, Nay the Brands. What's up? There was Talk a big debut for that. There was a big launch. I saw the countdown. Tell us <laughs> about Nay the Brand. That's on YouTube. That is the big celebration going. It's actually going on right now. Right, right. So pretty much, first of all, thanks for having me. I'm having of so course. much fun. Thank you. My bad. Thank you for pleasures all ours. NYC. I love this. I love this. Nice. Yes, we are. Queens. So, yeah, so pretty much, um, Nay the Brand, what is it? I came into myself, is what happened. And, Ooh, like, pause. okay, don't be coming into, don't be spilling into yourself, girl. Like, <laughs> keep going. I decided that I wanted to be a household name, right? And okay. I was like, what are the steps that I'm gonna need to take to do that? Um, gotta put myself out there. I gotta got to get comfortable with people seeing me. I have to get comfortable with myself, first of all, to make that happen. So um, I started to put my hands in a lot of different pots. I started to work on a lot of different projects um, and told myself, we're just going to make it happen. And I'm going to I'm going to do that. And it's going to feel good. I'm going to keep telling myself that until it's true. And so Nay the brand pretty much was. Everybody knows me as Nay, but I, I went into this like I'm a business. Myself is a business and I need to present that way. So that was the whole piece behind Nay the brand. And then just inviting people to kind of go on that journey and be a part of my life and my journeys and my my um, transition. So it's still happening. We're still building this brand. We're still venturing out and trying new things. And it's, it's a lot, but. It's it is. A, it's coming out well, man. You're progressing. Yeah. I love it. I love to watch it. I love to see the evolution of my friends just putting themselves out there. Just put, yes. just really. That's impressive. That's impressive. I, there's nine billion people roughly in this world, man, and we all we all want to, at least a lot of us want to be seen and shine. But like a lot of us don't put in that effort, man. A lot of us like just give up halfway into it. And I've been watching you for a long time. You've actually come a long way, and you've you've had this in your mind for a while. And I'm very happy. Right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's get more adult. Uh, <laughs> then TV. A lot of people have stroked it to Miss Sasha Gray. I have definitely. I have lost count. <laughs> she was a big gagger and a big anal, uh, big anal slut. I loved it. It was great. She was great. She also was a big regular on the last season. And I believe the, no, she wasn't in the movie, but she was in the final season of Entourage. Uh, she was okay. the yeah, she was Vinny Chase's uh, girlfriend at the end uh, when he was like going into the drug uh, rehab and shit like that. So mm-hmm. you got the pleasure. Harry has been to a porn convention. I don't think you 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 didn't bump into her, right? Or like she wasn't there, right? 
Me? No, she's like been retired since then. That's what I thought. She was retired before you went there. Gotcha. Yeah. She's been retired for a while. She actually does very well in acting. She actually, not just Entourage, she gets a lot of work. Maybe not like, you know, blockbuster movies all the time, but like for a porn star, very well, very good. So just like Cardi B, she's making it like, you know, breaking waves finally for strippers. And again, I've evolved in that area too. I used to be like looking at, to be honest, I shouldn't be looking at any job like that. But I used to like be like stripper. I don't know, like, like, you know, morality. Like, who the fuck am I like morality? Like, who the- <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Prostitution <laughs> has been around longer than the president. Exactly. Right? You know, even with that, I want to legalize that too. With the, or, Without not prostitution, even- there'd be no West. Like, that's the reason why towns developed in yeah. the West. Because, you know, all these people are working in the mines. What do they want to do when they get done? They want to see some naked ladies. So, boom, that started building around towns and all that. I agree. I agree. And when business people go, all the great deals are happening at the golf course. They fucking lying, man. It's at the strip clubs, my G. Like, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Right? She was in Florida. Fucking Goldfingers and, and fucking Atlanta and shit like that. All these, like, titty bars in Montreal. Get the fuck out of here. Fucking golf course. <laughs> Please. So, uh, yeah, so how was it being on the gray area on Ben TV? That actually happened recently. Yes, yeah, so that was cool, actually. I um, I didn't know that she was An adult a TV star. star. Right. <laughs> adult actress. Let's start getting her right. Adult film actress. All right, let's I didn't know that that's what she had going on until um, I actually did the show. Um but that was fun. It was a lot of fun. I actually checked out a couple different of the episodes because of that. And um, pretty entertaining. Pretty entertaining. She was cool. Did you um, see the episode where she was on her knee? No, I'm joking. <laughs> you didn't check out her best work? What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> no? <laughs> oh, my bad. You're looking at your phone. Keep going. So, yes, right. you, were on, you were on the gray area. So yeah, it was cool. Um, it was. I think up her other work. Topics looked her up and was like, "Oh, okay, cool." So that's what's up. <laughs> I've never been a big fan of adult uh, entertainment. Really? You know, okay. The only ones that I know are like the ones who made a splash because they went viral for whatever reason, like Pinky and Superhead and. Mr. Marcus. Oh, I knew. I, for some reason, I knew you were going like to Superhead. <laughs> Is it sad that I know a lot? <laughs> yeah. So many. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a it's a mix of sad and a lot of other things. <laughs> Keep going, Janae. You have variety. I feel you. So yeah, so, so yeah. you didn't realize you did that work. Yeah, you're on the show. How did you get on this show? Um, I saw uh in my quest to build Nay the brand, someone um sent me the producer's email address, they had reached out and was looking for folks that, um, you know, weren't um, afraid to call in, ask questions, have conversation on this show about different topics. Um, So I reached out to the producer. Hey, I'd be down to have this conversation live with you guys. What's up? So they're like, okay, pick a day and I'll send you the information of what we'll talk about. And then boom, there it is. So that was pretty good. She hit me up with the topic about um, people online, like inappropriate versus appropriate. um, The the pros and the cons of meeting people online and having those different situations online. So it was was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. That's awesome. No, I watched it. It was very entertaining. You're always a great guest on this show. I enjoy being a guest on your programs. Um, As told by Nay 
awesome show on Facebook Live, the podcast. Uh, so yeah, Sasha Gray, I did not. Yeah, no, it was very enjoyable. It was very cool. Um, what was to say? Um, she would know. Like I said, not even to joke about it. I can't even joke about it with you because you don't, you don't even watch any of her adult shit. <laughs> but anyway, um, with Sasha Gray, um, no, I'm, I'm first of all, I'm happy for her. She's talented. I, I enjoyed her in Entourage. I enjoy like her flexing, her versatility, and shit like that. But um, what I was about to say is that's a great subject for her or like for her show because even without the um, the adult entertainment in her background and her experience, um, just being a woman, like men are mad aggressive on fucking uh, messaging, um, SMS. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the platform, DM, these motherfuckers misbehave. They are the reason right. why they're the reason why there is not a heterosexual grinder they're, that there they men, heterosexual men. If, they, if there was a grinder for heterosexual men, there would be murders all like, Oh my God, there would be dead joggers in the fucking park, like skyrocketing skyrocket. Cause men can't handle that. Men can't handle that grinder. Like, so we mentioned this on the show as a joke, but grinder is a GPS app. They tell you exactly where the match is, like literally where the match is. You can literally meet in like the bathroom anywhere with this person. Because, yes. Yes. Because for, uh, this is just my generalization of it. Gay men can handle that. Like they like stalking on each other. They like creeping <laughs> on each other. All that I know I'm like making a lot of generalizations right now. That's, but like with heterosexual men, take the male part out of that. The, you know, like as far as like feeling, I guess like more safe because like, man, oh man, no men will take that same aggression into a heterosexual relationship and be like this. I'm here. <laughs> I know I just mastered you point zero seconds, but right. I'm, I'm in the bathroom now. What's good? Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, men could not handle that. Men could no. definitely not handle that. So that's cool. That's cool. That was great. So what was your, what was, uh, so as far as like, what, tell us, because not everybody's going to watch the episode. We enjoyed right. it. What, um, what was your response? So like the, we were talking about on my segment, um, when is it, appropriate to become inappropriate online you know like you meet somebody and you slide in the dm maybe the conversation is casual at what point do you take it to becoming uh dirty talk or you know sending nudes things like that and if someone does that how do you react if you're not ready for it or if you feel like i don't like this person like that we talked a little bit about friend zoning um leaving on red stuff like that so it was (laughs) it was pretty cool i was talking about with my show you know People send in letters. That's what my podcast is. People send in the letters. I read the letters and we have these discussions, but not everyone just sends letters. There are some people that are definitely sliding in the the DM like, oh, hey, Nay, I love your show. By the way, here's a picture of my penis. And it's like, that's what I'm saying. You're not even a porn star. You're not even a porn star and you're getting fucking eggplants, mullions in your fucking fucking emails and shit. So um, we just kind of talked a little bit about that and like how you handle it, especially as being someone who um, is trying to become an influencer and, and things of that nature. It's like you can't just, well, I do because at the end of the day, nay, the brand is my brand and I'm quick to tell you fuck off. So I, I really oh. don't care about being politically correct because you weren't politically correct when you came at me like that. But, yeah. you know. Every now and then, and like I was telling her, when it feels right or if you've built that connection with someone, then it's cool. If you guys are sexting or sending nudes or whatever you got going on, 
if that's the understanding between you guys, then sure. But just randomly, you don't know this person. Maybe you should fill the waters a little bit first. You know, fill it out. See what we got. <laughs> see, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Even with that, like men with the pictures and the dick pics and shit like that. Like we can't, we're, we're just too barbaric, man. Like again, too much generalization is going on. Like we're all different men out there and shit. But most men, they're sending dick pics. I don't send dick pics. I'm not a fan of sending myself nude. I feel like that's like incriminating evidence. I feel like that person is going to keep it and like put it on the internet one day. I would like to be a brand too, today. I li- and there's too much, there's too much bad shit about me on the internet anyway. I don't need fucking my dick out there. You know what I'm saying? I like to be really the point. That. Honestly, like, what's the point of? I mean, I guess it's the same thing as the point of porn. And I don't watch porn, so maybe I wouldn't get it. But you, got, you get a lot more play than us, so that makes sense. Nay, <laughs> <laughs> the brand is hot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't. I'm not a fan of the dick pics. I'm not asking for them. I mean, if someone sends yeah. it, it's like okay. But you know, I'd I rather think I would the same way if I got the people. volume. Say again. Start charging people. Oh God. Right? You get, yeah. Do you have a Patreon? Do you have any of that? We like that we tried to start ourselves. Goddamn. Uh, do you have any of those type of things like crowdsourcing? Like, how are you? How are you like uh, funding? How are you? How are you trying to fund these projects? <laughs> So right now, um, the grace of God, <laughs> nice. and people who believe in me, I have uh, what I like to call sponsors. Um, people definitely give me donations. Like nice. right now, I'm still trying to figure this whole thing out. Luckily, I have a pretty solid support system and pretty, pretty big following because when I first started, you do this actually whole thing, have a great following. It was in my living room. I would just post my phone up and like, hey guys, talk to me. But um I'm good with networking too. So I know a lot of people who kind of have the same mindset and kind of doing the same thing. So like this, asking people like, hey, can I come on your show and you know, getting my name out there. So from that it kind of like started to snowball and like this year alone um, I didn't realize how popular I actually was. Um, and it's dope. It's a great feeling. So I definitely need to get more into the business mind behind it and, and see how to do that. Absolutely. But as of right now, it's like literally the grace of God. <laughs> nice. I love it. I love it. So uh, you have a book that you launched this year. Uh, we'll talk about that first. Uh, what was the inspiration of coming out with Dreamer? So Dreamer, I actually wrote that book when I was in college. It started out like a story about loosely based about me and things that I was kind of going through um, while I was in school and got towards the end of it, put it down, right? Put it in the closet. I graduated school, went to grad school, and I was like, you know what? I really want to finish this book and really put it out because it was one of my goals to be a published author at some point in my life. Absolutely. And so um, I got you. what really inspired me to just pick it back up again was because of all the stuff that was going on in my life and, and what I was trying to accomplish. And it was like the name dreamer just was like, you are a dreamer. Like put this out. It's fun. It's something that you want to do. Why wait? So it really was like the inspiration was just me saying, I'm about to go full Force with this nay the brand thing why not you already are sitting on this great project put it out there right now while your name is hot and so that's what i did <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's great man it's good it's great literature i enjoyed it thank you for uh letting me purchase that um i got that what did i get it? i think i got it on amazon that's right got it got it got it <laughs> 
right? And I just learned how to read, so it's just perfect timing. <laughs> just perfect timing. So uh, one more, one more. We got one more. The movie is not out yet. The trailer is though, and um, it is called Rewind. Uh, yes. And one of the stars, it, we're talking to her right now, Landa. Tell us about Landa. So Rewind. Shout out to my boy Darian McGee. And shout um, out to the, uh, your roommates making noise in the background. Shout out to them. <laughs> so fuck. Was that a was that a hot pocket they were warming up? What the goddamn like? <laughs> Keep going, my bad. Rewind, rewind. Right. Um, so yeah, it's about this guy who's an author and his brother is sick with cancer and he like finds the cure. And so the story is him trying to get that out there to people, understanding that, you know, we can come back cancer with like natural remedies and just eating healthier. Kind of like a Dr. Sebi type thing. Um, I play Londa, the girlfriend of the brother um, and then he actually dies or whatever. (laughs) And so then the point of rewind is, well, what if that was just a dream? And you have the choice to actually go forward with this. So it plays through the movie and then he wakes up at the end like none of this really happened and I still have a chance to save my brother's life. It's pretty deep. Pretty oh, dope. Yeah. It was, oh, I don't know why I didn't get that from the trailer. That was actually pretty dope. Yeah. It, the trailer is kind of... If you listen to the words of the song, which is like the main song for the soundtrack, uh, um, you kind of pick up on it and it just, you know... That's very. Uh, that's very. Have you ever seen Top Boy? Have you ever seen Top yeah. Boy or anything? Like that? That's a, that's a lot like that. A lot of the rap yeah. songs are like dedicated to the lyrics. I mean, right. a lot of the, the um. The yeah, and I, oh, that's great that you watch Top Boy. Hell yeah! Or Blue Story. I, I, I actually love a. Uh, uh, I love a uh, British uh, freaking uh, gang fucking. Uh, right, shit. right. That's just dope. This is dope. Cool, cool. And um, was that your? That's not your first uh, film project, right? No. Uh, no. I, I mean, I've done a little stuff spot here and there, but that's my first major, like, I'm one of the main characters, so that was a pretty good experience. Good. Awesome. Well, we look forward. When does that premiere? Um, the trailer is out already, but where does that premiere? Yeah, we don't, we don't know yet. Because TVA? TV fucking TVA? A? TVA okay. right now. All right. But that's cool. So we're going to get the fuck out of here. But uh, <laughs> we really enjoyed having you. We really enjoyed having your roommate with us, too. Uh, <laughs> that's what I meant by acoustic. <laughs> gotcha. 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 Right. When you have a guest and you tell them acoustic, it means no roommates deciding to clean and eat while we're on the show. But, um, yes. Thank you for letting us in on the, uh, the show from Sasha Gray. Again, I've, I've really, I've enjoyed our friendship. I've enjoyed the guest spots. I would love to return on anything. I would love to work with you, collaborate, make you a superstar, help you on this journey of nay. Hell yeah. I would always love to help with that. Hell yeah, man. Um, thank you for contributing on the politics. Again, we have a new president. Um, again, we have to say this one more time. I don't think a lot of us love Biden, but we we we, we love getting this motherfucker out of damn office Facts. more than anything. So we would have voted for anybody. We I think I would have voted for Ted Cruz. If, and like I, I th- like if they would have been like Ted Cruz over Trump any day. I don't give a fuck. I, if it was Ted, anybody, I don't care. If McCain came out from the dead and was like, I'm running again. I'd vote for 
right? Jumping on, jumping on. Palin, I would vote for Palin over Trump. That's how bad this motherfucker was. But anyway, sorry. Um, where can we catch you, Nay? Where can we catch you on all social media? Where would you want people yes. to catch you? So do your girl a favor right now. If Show that shirt. In. Show that shirt. No, more and more and more. You, gotta, you, like, don't get Mar- you don't have to get Mardi Gras on us. We're not going to throw bees at you, but just there we go. There we go. There she goes. Right near the water. <laughs> so, yeah, if you type in As Told by Nate on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to my channel. That's Nate, N-A-E. Um, I go live every Thursday at 8 p.m. with my podcast, As Told right. by Nate, the podcast. It I also the alerts every week. <laughs> it also airs live on Facebook Live. Um, You can find me on IG at I-N-A-E, the number four. Or you can find me on Author Jeanne as well. That's my business page. Probably have more fun on my um IN4 page, but you know, everywhere, Snapchat, all of that. I name four. Hit me up. I name. I name. Let's connect. Right. <laughs> and I used to know her by another name. That's where I met her I on know, that's so- I know that's where I met. That's when she actually liked a little bit less than chocolate, a little bit less, which was- <laughs> But anyway, you can catch us. You can catch Pokemon Stoner on his on his uh, Instagram, PKM Stoner. Then you can catch me, Still Been Sane, on all the social networks. You can catch us on Keep Up NY on Twitter. You can catch up on Keep Up NYC on Instagram. We also have our Facebook page, which is Facebook um, Keep Up Shut Up. We just made some new graphics for our end title and stuff like that. We have a lot of big things in store. We're very gracious to have our guests. Again, we like to do in this what the fuck segment, uh, what what the fuck did I say? We like to hear from the horse's mouth. We like to hear from our guest's mouth what they're bringing to the table, how they're trending, and what brand they're bringing to the world. You better shut the fuck up, listen up, and keep up with those things over and out, homie.